You are now tuned in to Believe. Do you believe? Uh, if I want to make a positive impact on everybody around me, then it's like, I want them to have compassion and, and be interested in everything that I do. So if I'm speaking to you with all of my effort and, and giving you my whole attention and like being interested in the conversation that we're having and having you be engaged with what I'm saying, it's like being compassionate in the conversation having your full interest and, and understanding and open-mindedness in each conversation that you have was like, basically just, I want people to communicate with me the same way. You are tapping into untapped K, a podcast about sobriety and mental health, spotlighting stories that provide hope and love. Talking about sobriety and mental health, we talk about subjects that can be hard to take in and can also cause some mixed emotions. Keep that in mind as you're listening to this episode. Find us on all podcast platforms, Untapped Keg and YouTube.com slash Untapped Keg. Join us for live recordings on Sundays. All right, let's get to this story that provides hope and love. Thank you for tapping into some Untapped Keg, the podcast where we explore different perspectives into sobriety and mental health so that maybe you can take a little bit and put it into your own path. I am one of your hosts, RJ Zimmerman, um, and I have the honor and pleasure of having Blake from Better Life Podcast with me today. How are you doing today, Blake? I'm pretty good. Pretty good morning. Yeah, that's good. It's nice and sunny there, I see. We we have some rain this morning, and it wasn't supposed Mm -hmm. to be rainy, but, and we also, I woke up to a power outage, so that was, that was cool. And for those of you that know, like, that's my job. <laughs> the power goes out. <laughs> I'm the one who turns it back on. You know, we it's not just turning the light switch and it comes back on. Somebody's out there actually doing the work. And uh, it's Sunday morning when we're recording this. And sometimes, back before we moved from Wisconsin to Virginia, every Sunday morning, I would go get McDonald's breakfast with my boys. And I bring it home. So this morning, we went out to get McDonald's breakfast. And with the power outage... It was more widespread than I realized, and I had to go to three McDonald's before I could finally order food because because they're still rebooting their system from uh, from the power outage. So, uh, for those who don't know, like power goes out, it takes a long time for some businesses to uh, spool back up. So that was that was pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah, that happens. That happens quite often in Florida, and we actually just had um, somebody come out and like redo our our breakers. Yep. And so, like, if there's too many outlets now, like, plugged in in the, in the living room, everything just goes out. And it's like, we got to go flip it, like, on and off, like, 20 times for it to start working again. So, we got to get somebody out, out here again. It's, it's a real pain in the butt. <laughs> yeah. You got to get you got to get a splitter so that you're out. You got two different breakers there. And uh, that's what, I mean, I called it a splitter. Electricians are like, what? It's not that simple. I'm like, yes, I'm aware it's not that simple, but... We're just going to call it a splitter so that people understand and you can split that room up into two different, two different outlets. And that makes it, that makes it a little better, but you got to be careful so you don't overload the entire thing. Cause if, uh, if it gets a little too warm, that, that can make things not good. <laughs> and by not good, I mean, uh, possible fires, like, uh, let's mm. not do that. Right. It's not very fun. No, I can, I got so many stories, dude. Like one day. 
I'm just going to record a podcast and just tell stories from when I was like going out at night and <laughs> the power and doing all of this, like some of the stories I have and stories I've heard. It's just like, huh, what? <laughs> you ever been on like the, like the big like electrical towers or anything? Yes. Oh, no, I'm afraid of heights. Can't do that one. <laughs> um, so quick story. I was going through the apprenticeship and we had to climb out onto the arm where you had to get off of the pole and you had to walk out onto the arm and then go on a ladder that's hanging on the arm. And me being me, I was like, I'll go first. So I go out there. First one out there, hanging everything, making sure it's all secure. Guy's coming up behind me and he's yelling up, RJ, RJ, how how did you get away from the the pole? I'm like, what are you talking about? You just belt into the arm and then you take your belt off the pole. But how did you do it? And I'm like, you just step. Uh, this might be a little late, but I'm I'm scared of heights. I'm like, how did you get a job here if you're scared of heights? <laughs> so uh, that would be me. He gets he gets out there, and I give him all the credit in the world because he's <laughs> legit scared of heights. And I thought he was messing with me because that was the relationship that we had. And so he steps and he gets both feet onto the ladder. And I shake the ladder violently <laughs> and he screamed so loud. Everybody thought like he was having a heart attack or something. And it, I mean, he's like maybe 22 at the time. <laughs> um, it was that so one, funny. Looking back that one on would have ruined a friendship for me. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, looking back on it, was it a little mean? No, I'd do it again. Do it again in a heartbeat. <laughs> um, I'm terrified of heights. It's not like, like, I like get high up and I look down and I'm like, no, it's come back over here like <laughs> we um i repainted like the whole front of my house and there's like a part where you have to get on the roof and it's like an overhang mm-hmm. and that's the only way you can get it is by getting up on the roof i still haven't done it yet <laughs> so it's just like a little one section that's just not painted so it doesn't matter how many times you've been up high like hanging over a roof like that is still pretty freaky <laughs> so just so you know like that is it does yeah it, it's freaky it is freaky ladders sometimes scare me <laughs> oh, yeah, i don't like ladders man so i don't know what it is because it's like i can i know like i'm in control of this like there's no reason for me to jump off the roof and, and you know get injured but yeah it's just like the fear of being up high like what if something happens nah, i'll pass i hear you it's a it took me a little bit to get over it and I went to school with a few people who were like, I'm scared of heights, but I'm hoping the more I'm up here, the less I'm scared. And it worked for most people. So <laughs> so with that long <laughs> winding path there, Blake, that we just took, um, let us know a little bit about yourself, why you started a podcast, what your podcast is about, and uh, kind of give us an overview of the journey that led you there. Um, a little bit about me. I'm 16. I play football, run a podcast, uh, still in school. So, you know, that's going for me, I guess. <laughs> um, but I started this podcast originally. Um, it's kind of hard to explain without telling the whole story, like from start to finish. So I'll, I'll do a little bit of a dip in and then explain why. Um, my life pretty much started whenever I was like 13 or 14 and I moved like I live in Florida and I've always lived in Florida my whole life. And so I moved from Florida to Virginia with my mom and my little sister. And then like my life just went like 
downhill from there, just like completely downhill. And um, I uh, kind of like I had like a million life lessons in one just thrown at me all at once. So it's like super overwhelming. So like I never really got to talk to anybody really about it. And I'm maybe yeah, my sophomore year of high school. I was thinking if I did this my freshman year, I didn't. My sophomore year of high school, I was like, this is like really let's like there's a lot going on <laughs> and I really needed to like express it. So I, I started like trying to get in with like therapists or like a counselor or something. And because of COVID and everything, everyone is, is trying to do that too. And I'm a little behind. So like the closest thing I could do was like six months from now. And I was like, yeah, no. <laughs> right. So I was like, you know what? I want to be a little different. I want to start a podcast because people my age usually don't start podcasts. And there's not a lot of people my age that listen to podcasts. And um, so I, I hopped on, I had a microphone already and I was like, I kind of want to put this microphone to use. So I hopped on a podcast and started talking about everything. But as I was, I was talking about everything, I started like realizing all the things that I've been through and all the things that I've learned from it. And so it was kind of like a good thing for me. It was like, this is my way of expressing myself and being able to like think back on things that have happened. So that way I can learn from it instead of like having to process it all at once. And so that one, that kind of helped me a lot. Then I was like, this could also like help a lot of other people. So I started doing it around like mental health because at the time my mental health is really poor. And I was able to pull myself from that because like, like I said, all the things that I learned from going through everything, I was fortunate enough to learn from it and not like get sucked into it. And so I was like, let's start a podcast. Let's make it around mental health. And hopefully somebody can learn something from it. And I think I told, I told you a little bit about this. Um, whenever people think of the words mental health, they get scared. They're like, Oh no, <laughs> like this is, I don't really want to dive into this. This is like, I'm really insecure about this stuff. And it's like, what do you think of whenever you think of a healthy person? I mean, you know, somebody who eats well, runs like exercises, uh, they maybe do like yoga, right? Or Pilates. <laughs> right. So you think of all these these positive things like, yep. okay, this person's healthy. They got stuff going for them. You know, everything's good. But whenever we think of mental health, we think of depression, anxiety, suicide, all of these really negative things. That's really what it shouldn't be. So it's like, as my peers are growing up, they're also getting this idea of what mental health is. And I really want to be able to change that. I don't want people to think of mental health as this really negative thing. So I kind of veered, I recently revamped the podcast, like rebranded it and everything. Um, instead of it just being mental health, it's more about perspectives, uh, opinions, and just like a complete judgment-free zone. So anybody can hop on and talk about like anything. And hopefully somebody gets an idea of, of something that they can use in their life. And uh, I try to base it around mental health, but I don't go directly into mental health like hey, this is a podcast about mental health because then it's like people get scared of it. Yeah. So it's like an ease your way into mental health type thing and uh, or mental wellness. That's where I was going with that. It's, it's more about mental wellness instead of mental health because people get scared of mental health. So it's really mental health should be about being healthy mentally because physical health is about being healthy physically, you know? So you kind of have to have both to have one. And uh, that's that's kind of where I was going with the podcast. And then, you know, I just kind of stuck with it. And I learned from like my first 14 episodes 
of like how to really do it, how to talk, how to get used to speaking into a microphone and um, just get the whole like gist of like networking and, and advertising and everything. So now that it's like, it's kind of like rebranded and everything, hopefully it'll, it'll be going in a good direction. Well, I, I mean, I think that you have a really solid foundation right there, right? Because when you're right about mental health, like anytime we talk about it, what do we think about? We think about depression, we think about anxiety, the negatives behind it, right? We don't think about getting healthy, <laughs> even though it's health, right? And when we talk about physical health, like, honestly, when we talk about physical health, anytime you say something health, where does your mind go? So like, if you think physical health, what do you think? Like, diabetes, like asthma, overweight, obesity, stuff like that, right? But when you think about a healthy person, like you were saying, yes, like you are thinking about these positive aspects. So taking the mental health and going the mental wellness route, like, you, you know, you're removing that pigeonhole and that's, that's important. Um, it's honestly really important when you think about it because how much everything is connected. You know, when you get to talking to people that are deep into the field, they talk about the three circles and how much they overlap, right? You talk about your mental wellness, you talk about your physical wellness, you talk about your spiritual wellness and how much each of them rely on the other. And it's important to understand that when you are talking about your mental wellness, that you're not just talking about depression. You're not just talking about anxiety. You're not just talking about overstress. You're not just talking about alcoholism or, you know, whatever. Like you're talking about yourself being your best self, period. And then what that looks like. Right. So I, I like that you take that perspective. I like it a lot. And uh, that's kind of like what, like, so if you look at the spelling of my thing, it's uh, like the life part is L-Y-F-E. So I, I don't remember what it stood for. It was living your your fullest experience or something like that. So it's like we're bettering our life as in regular life, but we're also being able to live it to like our fullest extent. Mm -hmm. So instead of like focusing on all these negative things, how can we focus on positive things or how can we take these negative things and change it into something positive? And that's what a lot of people my age, because that's, that's really my target audience is people my age. And even though it's like, it's more people like in their twenties, early twenties, but it still applies to everybody. It's like, how can people try to flip their perspective on things? And that's why I like, I'm going the route of like having everybody's perspective in the podcast, not just my own. And uh, so like I have an interview Monday or a, a call Monday and it's uh, it's with a friend of my cousins and, you know, Flo, right? So it's yep. a friend of Flo's too. And uh, so I've actually never like met him in person, but I know a bit about him. So I was like, let's get him on the podcast. Let's see what he has to say about stuff. But it's like, instead of it just being my perspective, it's like, let's get everybody's perspective on here so we can get like uh, diversity of people's thoughts. And that's also a lot of things that like people aren't just like used to anymore is like people are very one-minded mm -hmm. and they like get stuck on like one idea that they have instead of like hearing people out or anything like that. And I think that also ties into like our attention spans are shortening. And so whenever we hear something, we're sticking with it. 
And then like, we just don't do the research on things. And so we just complete this one, one little thing in this one little hole. And we're like tunnel vision on everything. So being able to have those more perspectives about everything and openly communicate is a really big step for like my generation. And I mean, looking at like the generations prior, like every single generation has delved more into mental health as we're starting to learn more. Right. So really you have like the Gen Xers really leading the charge with the, uh, mental health and uh, really diving into it. Then millennials take it a little bit further. And then you have the Gen Zers take it a little further. And then you have, uh, what is it? The alpha generations, the next one. It's just like, it's all like being intertwined and you're seeing it. Like even like schools starting to adopt more around mental health. Are they all at the same speed? No, not at all. Right. But at least they're starting to talk about it a little bit. You see pockets of it. And you have to start somewhere. You can't just keep doing the same. So to see somebody who is 16 years old to start a podcast about this, to really talk about it, to be vulnerable and open, like that's, it's exciting for me from a perspective of seeing the possibilities of honestly acceptance, acceptance getting bigger, acceptance getting wider. I think we've seen that also you look at LGBTQ and diversity period, like it's all becoming more accepted. So when you hear people say, well, people didn't act like that when I was younger, it's like, yeah, because people didn't feel comfortable being themselves. You gave everybody a box and you said, fit in this box. Now we're giving everybody a box and we're saying, here, pick what you want and put it in the box. And as long as you're not damaging anybody else, which you're not, go ahead, fill it with whatever you want. Right. And that's what I want. That's what I want for my kids. That's what I want for myself. That's what I want for everybody is I want you to be able to be who you are fully and completely and unashamed about it. Right. And uh, that's like, with that, it's like, people also have to figure out like who they are and like the things that they do want. So if that means like going outside of your little bubble and trying to figure it out. That's also like a really big step. Like for me, uh, I was always really bad at communicating and like, honestly, social interaction, because I wasn't really allowed out, out of the house until I was like in high school. And so <laughs> like sleepovers and like going out with friends, like that never really happened until like later my freshman year. And, uh, I'm a, or I just finished my sophomore year. So I'll be a junior. So that's pretty recent for me. So like, then getting onto a podcast and just like saying everything was also a really big step. And that honestly made it a lot easier for me to communicate with people like regularly, like outside of podcasting and everything. And uh, I felt like that was, that was also like really developing me a lot. And so it's like, whenever people go out outside of that bubble, they really start learning who they are and, and taking a step forward and, and, forming identity and everything. And when you're open about everything, right. And you're not hiding who you are like it, that adds a lot of anxiety, hiding who you are trying to fit in. That makes it so that it's hard to obviously communicate. So I could, you know, I commend you for really doing that. So 
when you talk about starting the podcast and you talk about mental wellness, like what do you see with like your peers around you that you interact with? Like, um, do you see them really also being okay with being vulnerable? Does it kind of make them a little bit uncomfortable? Is it all of the above probably, but I think it's different with every person, but if we're talking like more in a general sense, everybody's really closed off now. And if they do have anything to say, it's on like their Snapchat stories. It's not like mm. with people. And um, I used to be one of those people. I used to be one of those people that was just like attention seeking on my Snapchat stories and everything. Like, this is what's wrong. Somebody come talk to me, but I wouldn't actually ask for somebody to talk to me. And that's how a lot of people are still now. And it's like, people we're a lot a lot of us are really afraid of confrontation whether that means with ourselves or being confronted and i like i said that all kind of just ties into our, our attention spans being really shortened and like being so much more comfortable on our phones instead of with like people and socially interacting so it's like the podcast is really a way for me to to be able to like interact and communicate with people that are afraid to interact and communicate and uh that's what, like all the podcasts that i have and all the stuff that i have it's like Hey, come talk to me. I'm always open. I'm always like free to talk. If you have anything you want to talk about, you can come talk about it with me. I'm all open ears. Like, even if I don't have advice for you, mm-hmm. I'll at least listen to you type thing. What you said at the end there, that's so important, right? Is I'll listen to you. Like, I'm not going to listen to respond or tell you why you're wrong. Like I'm going to listen to you. And right. a lot of times I think that that's where our fear kind of lies is that nobody's going to really listen to us. They're not going to believe us. They're going to just, um, kind of just listen to tell me why I'm wrong. And sometimes that is the case, right? But we, to find the feeling that I can talk to this person and they're going to listen to me like that is, and you have to constantly, even if you're proved wrong, come back to that. Like that can be really hard. If you don't, you're going to become jaded. Like that's, that's how it is. That's, you're always going to be like, well, why would I talk to them? They're going to listen and tell me why I'm wrong. And that's hot. That's very difficult to get out of once you fall into it. Um, so what brought you to the point of not only are you going to be a listener for people, like you're going to truly listen. What brought you to, I can talk to people and they'll listen to me. Um, what I want to say is that like, I didn't have anybody to do that for me, Yeah, but I would be lying. <laughs> so uh, what it really was, is like, I became like so depressed at one point in my life that I was just like, what's the point of being sad? Like, there's no point in being sad anymore. I'm just going to, like, go and just, like, live my life and see where that takes me. And I was like, I'm going to start surrounding myself with more positive things. And for me to surround myself with more positive things, I got to have more positive people around me. But when all the people around me are so negative and they're so clouded with all this negativity and all the Mm -hmm. things that are going on in the world, it's really hard to surround yourself with those positive things. So it's like okay, well, maybe I surround them with positive stuff. Maybe I become the positive thing that helps them become positive, that helps me become positive. You know, it's kind of like a loop of like, if I make you positive, you make someone else positive, they make me positive. Mm -hmm. So being able to like talk to people and 
and have someone to listen to you is like really big for, for being able to be positive in, in, in general, because then you're not holding all that negativity and you have somewhere to expel it out. And that's like, you know, I took a pause there because I wanted for people to let that sink in because as you, as you are positive, like that is a choice. The environment that we keep for ourselves is a choice. Yes. Like you don't get to choose your family, right? But you get to choose who you surround yourself with most often. And, you know, I found this out. Uh, when I was in college, I found it out again in the workforce, like 10 years later, I found it out, you know, recently, the more that you have that negativity around you, there's those, those people that thrive on it, right? They've been around it for so long that that's what they need. Like, that's it. But as you start to look at things in a different light, yeah, this isn't something that you can always do. And if you are not able to like that might be the point where you need to seek out a therapist but it, sometimes if you listen to a podcast if you change who you follow on social media like i can't stress that enough what you see on social media you decide whether you are going to see more stuff like that you decide whether that's going to continue or if you're gonna you know what you're being really negative i'm just not going to follow you for 30 days or whatever maybe forever it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you follow people or not. Like that's, that's the thing. Like find subjects that bring a light to your eyes and I really, follow those. sorry, I don't, Go for I don't it. mean yep. to cut you off. I, I don't want to lose this train of thought. I really want to come back to where you said you can choose your environment and everything because that's a hundred percent true. It doesn't matter like the circumstances that you're in. It doesn't matter any of that. It, it matters on like the person that you want to be and the mm-hmm. person, the people that you seek. So it's like, I have so many ambitions of the things that I want to be. So it's like, I'm going to surround myself and do everything right. So that we, I can be that person. So if that means, like you said, unfollowing people on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, whatever it is, getting that negativity out of my life, not talking to people in person that I don't want to talk to because it's not going to help me anyway. Uh, these are all things that we can control, whether we like being able to hear that or not. And I've been trying to tell people that, but they just, you know, they kind of have it in their head that like, oh, but you know, I have to see them every single day. It's like, you don't have to talk to them every single day. (laughs) You don't have to interact with them. That's a choice. And uh, sure. That might, you might be looked at differently by that person because you don't, you choose not to interact with them, but that's a hundred percent up to you because I mean, I've done it myself. I've had situations where it's like, uh, for example, on, I started like unfollowing so many people on, on a, Instagram and unadding people on Snapchat because it was like they started posting stuff on their stories that I just didn't benefit from or I just don't like seeing. So it's like you can still talk to me in person, but I'm not going to follow you on Instagram or I'm not going to follow you on, on Snapchat. But that doesn't mean that I hate you. It just means that I don't want to see the things that isn't going to benefit me. And that's 100% something that I can control, whether mm-hmm. people like it or not. Because we as people, we're each individual people and we have things that we can and cannot control. So why are we going to stress about things that we can't control that are completely out of our control and then not take advantage of the things that we can control? Like you can't control the situations that you're in, but you hundred percent can control the people that you surround yourself with, the things that you see on, on social media, 
what you're exposed to, what you're not exposed to. Like those are a hundred things that you can control. And that's, that's really important to, to stress. Right. And when you hear, or you see things too, like how do you respond to it? So like, for example, uh, being a lineman, like going back to what we talked about earlier, seeing how people respond to, we call it a trouble call, but it's an outage call, right? Like, or somebody called that there's something out of the ordinary. So that's why, you know, trouble call, you called in on off hours to go make sure, make it safe, turn it back on, whatever you got to do. And you hear a story about how they responded to a situation, but all you're getting is the black and white. You're not getting the context. You're not getting the, what time in the morning was it? Had they ever been out there before during the day? Have they ever seen it before? Anything like it. But also, we weren't there in the moment. So looking at it and saying, well, that was dumb. Why did they do it that way? Like, that's so stupid. Instead of being like, well, you know, that's how they did it. And that's fine. They got they everything got everything back. I probably would have done it this way. And here's why. And then hearing it like that is way different and way healthier than that's stupid. Why do they do it that way? Because you're just negative and you're automatically looking at that person in a negative light. Instead of a I I probably wouldn't have done it that way, but hey, it worked for them. Let's try it. Like and then you don't try new things. We're gonna do it this way all the time. Even if there's a better way. No, we're not going to do it that way. That way is stupid because I didn't come up with it. Like, come on. How how do you know? How do you know if you don't try? And it's just, right. it's like the same the same way with like mental wellness, right? Like, how do you know if there's not a better way? How do you know if you don't, you know, that's a, I use this one all the time too. How do I know I don't like that food? I've never tried it. How do I know that's not my new favorite food? Period. I, I've never tried it. I'm not going to because I like cheeseburgers. Cheeseburgers are my favorite food and I'm not changing. That's how it is. With just ketchup and a Kraft single cheese because that's the only kind of cheese I know. Right? So are we really limiting ourselves with our perspective of life? And I think that that is what I want people to take away from what you're talking about right now, from this conversation that we're having, that I'm excited about your podcast to look at the different perspectives because people can take something from subjects that they didn't even know that they'd be able to take something from and put into mental health. And I'm listening to a lot of podcasts about marketing and I'm listening to a lot of podcasts about being an entrepreneur and I'm listening to a lot of podcasts about, you know, whatever it is that is not related to mental health and something they always bring up in just about every single episode is mental health. They don't say mental health and they don't say mental wellness and they don't say those words, but that is what they're talking about. And it's the same with sobriety. It's the same with everything else. There are lessons you can take, whether you are sober, whether you are working on your mental health, whether no matter what it is, there are lessons you can take and put them into your life, whether you know it or not. And I want to bring up something that Jenny said in the chat. We are an average of the five people around us. And that is the truth. The five people that you spend the most time with that you will value their opinion of, you're an average of those five people at some capacity, right? So like you said, if you need to remove one aspect of that person from your life, do it. Whether it's social media, whether it's 
talking to them on through text message, like talk to them in person because they're a different person in person than they are over text message. Like that's something that we need to normalize that we need to take stock of need to audit what is happening. So that just brought up like a lot of thoughts for me. So it was like, okay, with the most recent thing that you just said, uh, when it comes to like removing certain people from your life and normalizing that, um, People are so like caught into this social media loop of like, oh, I need this many followers. I need this many likes on this post. I need my life to look perfect on the internet. Mm -hmm. And I really care so much about what people think of me. And it's like, it gets to the point where people, I think this is more uh, prominent with women, but people are so like overthinking that like we, if it, if I wear the same shirt twice in one week, you're freaking out in your mind. Like, Oh my God, is somebody going to notice? Like mm -hmm. I, I can't wear the shirt again. It's like, it's just a shirt. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Just the same with, with, with Instagram and Snapchat and social media. It's like, it's just a post. It doesn't really matter. And at the end of the day, these are all materialistic things. And even if they're on social media or anything like that, I can still, I still consider that a materialistic item because it's yeah. not, doesn't affect me in any way possible physically and mentally it shouldn't. And so you can, like you said, like I said, we, you can completely control those things and being able to like take a step in doing that and being able to normalize that stuff mm -hmm. is really where it should be going. So if everybody takes a step and just like removing things that they don't need in their life that isn't benefiting them, that, that really changes like a lot of stuff. And imagine like being able to like go through, through Instagram or your for you page or whatever it is and see only things that are going to better yourself. But then imagine if everybody did that, like how different social media would be, how much more positive of a thing it would be. And then people like older people would be way more accepting of it. So it's, it's very like, you know, it's a hundred percent up to you, but even in those situations where it isn't like, I'll give a little bit of context here. Um, whenever I lived with my mom, I live with my grandparents now, but whenever I lived with my mom, my whole life growing up, it was always like, violent arguing and verbal like domestic abuse type stuff like wasn't very great and i didn't live in the greatest neighborhood either so it was like you go outside you can't really play outside because you gotta be watched or something like you can't just like take a walk in the in the neighborhood and be fine like <laughs> it, it doesn't work like that over there and so uh it was very like communicating should have been a really big part of it but it wasn't and so I kind of just learned to sit and observe. So being able to like watch the things that I shouldn't do. And so even if it, you're in a situation where it's like, I can't remove things that I don't want to see or that I shouldn't be seeing or things that aren't going to benefit me, take it as a, as an opportunity to learn what you could do better, what you shouldn't do or what you should do type thing. And these, but like you have to realize like what is wrong and right and you mentioned a point about like uh limiting yourself on on certain things and being able to break those limitations i do want to kind of contradict that a little bit just a little bit i do agree with that but at the same time knowing your limits is also a really big part of, of being able to be mentally successful mm -hmm. and knowing what's right from wrong is part of those limitations uh like i don't need to know that drugs are bad for me like, i don't need to try drugs to know that drugs are bad for <laughs> and that's part of that's part of those limitations and uh that's 
then you have people say, oh, well, you should always try something at least once. And it's like, there's certain things that you, you little you overstep with that a little bit. But for the most part, yes, yes, 100%. Like you should be able to go out and try new things, have new opportunities and discover new parts about yourself that you like and new things and new experiences. But there is a point where it comes that you have to know your limitations mentally and physically. Yes. But how do you discover your limitations? Right? Other people's mistakes. (laughs) To be honest. That's their limitations though. Are they yours? Like sometimes, right? But like and I'm not I'm not I'm not Yes, like drugs are bad for you. (laughs) (laughs) But what what I'm saying is like in life so like they couldn't become a doctor they couldn't go be successful at college they couldn't go live far away try living in a new environment is that your limitation or is that their limitation right so yes we do need to learn but sometimes we also have to try because we don't know if we can succeed we're a different person um that is uh, the with the social media part so like going back like you trying to make your life perfect on social media let me tell you before social media we were also trying to make our lives look perfect outside the house always trying to you know outside the house you got the white picket fence you got that family that we're always laughing with one another out in public um that is how we were before social media and people like to think oh this is all new no it's not we just it was easier to put the facade up before social media (laughs) it's a lot more difficult now depending on what you're going to post if there was one time period that i could live in for like the rest of my life it would definitely be like 2005 100 2005 is like the year that i would just live in over and over again but being like being able to like age you know instead of like being the infant that I was, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I feel like, because I mean, like you go back and you watch like documentaries from like 2005 and like videos from 2005, people were really just getting a hold of like social media and everything. So it was kind of like a mix. It was like people posted whatever they wanted to and they didn't care, but also people had those social interactions still in high mm-hmm. school and everything. Like you had all these social interactions and people were able to like communicate better. And Yes, like you said, people were they're still trying to like have perfect lives outside of the house, but that meant going out and communicating with people and and really talking and everything like that, which honestly was a lot healthier than what we're at right now with like society and everything and all of us just being stuck on this little brick <laughs> uh, and not being able to like communicate with everybody. And instead mm-hmm. of trying to look perfect outside of home, we're just trying to look perfect all the time, <laughs> like no matter what we do. And so that's that really causes a lot of like mental stress and and not good habits. That makes a lot of sense, and it's it's funny that you picked two thousand five because that was the year I graduated from high school. So <laughs> it was a good year. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, that was the year I joined Facebook. Right, that was the year. Uh, it was a a lot of what you're describing is true. Is true. So it's interesting when you think about like today from that perspective of always trying to be perfect instead of 
having moments where you could just disappear, right? And um, yeah, that's something like if you wanted to unplug back in the day, it was real easy to, right? <laughs> you just didn't, you didn't hit the dial up button on the internet because that's what we had to do still back then was hit that button and do, 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 do. And then uh, it would take the phone, the phone line. So <clears throat> when, when you look back onto um, like looking back before you started the podcast to where you are now, right? And you think about how you communicated then. If it, besides the podcast, what do you think was the biggest step in you taking your communication to a level where you feel you can actually talk, where you feel you can actually be heard? I think knowing the person that I want to be was really big for that. And like um, how the, the way that I approach people and uh, the thought that I give into my conversations, it was like, this is the person that I want to be in the future. So how am I going to get there? And it's like, like I, I talked about this with you yesterday. I, I said, uh, instead of practicing how you play, practice how you want to play. So mm-hmm. that means in life too, if you want to be, if you want to be a millionaire, a multimillionaire, when you get older, it's like, you have to live like you want to be, a, you have to live like a multimillionaire, but it's like, what does a multimillionaire look like? They, they save their money, they invest, they are typically not idiots. (laughs) Um, And they respect other people. So it's like, okay, if I want to be a multimillionaire when I get older, and if I want to, if I want to be somebody who's a positive impact on a larger scale of people, being able to communicate with people and have an open mind and let them finish their sentences and, uh, you know, communicate with, with like, compassion that was a really big step for learning how to communicate in the first place and what's crazy is like i've always had that in my mind since i was little like i don't know what it was but it was always like i want to make a bigger i want to make a positive impact on like a really large scale of people whenever i'm older that was always my mindset since i was like five Mm -hmm. (laughs) i don't know what it was but that's that's what it was and um i think it was just like a collection of everything because up until like now my life was just in shambles like it was crazy and uh it was it was just a lot to like take in and so that was just my goal like i i don't want people to live in a in a world where they just hate life <laughs> so it's like how can i i make this positive impact on like so many people to where it's it's just it's greater than me and my surroundings and uh it starts with like communicating with people and learning how to communicate with people. And I think that was like really my first step in, in uh, changing the way that I communicate with people and learning how to communicate. Where do you think the compassion aspect kind of, where did that hit home? Because that's, that's hard to grasp from an outside, like empathy, compassion, Seeing, understanding that when people make, when people act, when people, um, people don't just, we're not living out of a vacuum, right? We have context. So we have to understand that and give compassion, like when they do something that we don't agree with. So where did like you learning that you have to come at it from an angle of compassion kind of come from? 
Um, honestly, whenever I was little, I was always taught to treat people how you want to be treated. And if like, that's, that's super basic. That's like number one, like everybody tells you that we just kind of brushed it off and they were like, okay, <laughs> yeah. but it's like, it's like, really think about it. Like if I want to be, uh, if I want to make a positive impact on everybody around me and it's like, I want them to have compassion and, and be interested in everything that I do. So if I'm speaking to you with all of my effort and, and giving you my whole attention and like being interested in the conversation that we're having and having you be engaged with what I'm saying, it's like being compassionate in the conversation, having your full interest and, and understanding and open-mindedness in each conversation that you have was like, basically just, I want people to communicate with me the same way. And that also kind of tied back into like, uh, whenever I was a kid, I was like the runt of my family. So I didn't get a lot of respect at all. And I was also really little. So like, it was like, whatever, like, I don't really have to talk to you. <laughs> and so I always like, I was like, man, I wish people were like respected me. Like, I always wish people respected me. I, I wish I had this, we had an equal level of respect because respect isn't, isn't just given it's earned as everybody should know. <laughs> right. And, and so like, I felt like I never didn't earn people's respect. It was just, they never gave me a chance to like have mutual respect. And so having that, like, I really wanted people to respect me and, and I wanted to show people that I respect them as well until you lose my respect. Like I will always respect you coming into a conversation until like you lose that respect. Then it's like, you gotta, you gotta earn that back. And so I really started that with like every conversation that I go into, I have like a positive mindset. I've got uh, everything like under control. I'm not like emotionally unstable or anything. I, I'm able to approach each conversation with hundred percent compassion and like, uh, willingness to be open-minded. And that was just what I never had. <laughs> so it was like, right. I really want that for everybody else around me. So that way they can feel comfortable around me and I can be respected and they can be respected by me. So it's like, I think that's where it really started and came from. Do you feel like before you approached things with that compassion, you had a little chip on your shoulder that like you deserved respect. So you're going to show people that you deserve that respect or was it just a uh, part of growing up where you didn't know any better? Um, it was more like, it wasn't that I deserved respect. It was just like people didn't respect me and that's what I wanted from people. Yeah. And, and like, you know, okay. So this is like a big thing with like people who are older where it's like, don't speak unless spoken to. I had a neighbor my neighbor, mm-hmm. my mom and my neighbor were having a conversation and I went up to my mom and I went to ask her a question about something. And my neighbor was like, said that and my neighbor said that to me, like, who are you? You're my, I don't even, we are not like that. <laughs> and that's, I think that I really hold on. I held on to that. Like a lot. I was like, you didn't even give me a chance to like be respected. You just instantly I'm lesser than you. And so it was always just like, I think since that point was like, I want mutual respect and I want that to be like an even playing field until it isn't until something was 
earned to not have my respect instead of like earn my respect. It's like, you have my respect until you, you unearn it pretty much. <laughs> right. And, and it was like, so I think, I think that's like where it was like originated from of me wanting to have a, this, this compassion, this mutual respect. It wasn't really like, I felt like I deserved respect. It was just like, everybody should have respect. Everybody should have respect for one another. And until you do something that like earns my distrust or whatever it is, then it's like, you know, that gradually goes down, but it's, it's all the way at the top when it starts, it starts all the way up here and it will stay all the way up here. And so something happens to where it, it goes lower. But until that point, it's like everybody who I approach, I approach with respect. And so you do something that makes me not respect you anymore. And that's really like, it's not, it's pretty rare for me to not respect somebody, but you know, unless you approach me with like utter just disrespect, like that one moment where it was just like, don't speak until unless spoken to, I was like, I don't even know you. Right. <laughs> Uh, that, that saying right there, don't, don't speak unless spoken to that gets under, under my skin pretty easy. Um, just because that just, that helps nobody. It benefits nobody. Even if you think it benefits yourself, it doesn't like that just makes you look, honestly, it makes you look weak. So even though people use it from a position thinking that they're strong or whatever, like, no, that just, you, that means you can't deal with people period deal with people and that's okay if you can't but also like just why make people feel worse the people already are trying to get through life so why are we trying to make it worse and just that stuff uh that that gets me that gives me so you're relaunching the podcast. You're rebranding it. We're going mental wellness, new perspectives on life. All right. What made you want to, well, not we already kind of went into that, but when are you looking to relaunch? Like what, when should people be looking out for the podcast? Um, I should have my I have like a little pilot like warning episode up right now just to like make sure everything's running crispy but I have an episode that I'm doing tomorrow and so that should be up by Wednesday or Tuesday sorry Tuesday tomorrow's Monday so yeah it should be up by Tuesday um and that's whenever the first episode should be up and then after that it's like I don't really know whenever I'm gonna have episodes up like if it's weekly or if it's bi-weekly it's just whenever I can schedule in like people because everyone's schedules crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the first episode should be up on Tuesday on Tuesday. Uh, and then I'll have that on my, on my Twitter, everything I'll post before I upload it and everything. Um, so where's that on yeah, that Twitter should, that people should, uh, people should find you. Uh, at better life pod on Twitter and uh, better life podcast on Instagram and then just better life on any of the streaming platforms. So if that's like Spotify, Apple podcasts, not YouTube yet, but might, might look out for that one, might start doing that. Nice. Nice. So as we're kind of wrapping up here and just so everybody knows, we'll have links, a link tree down below in the description. So hit that description, click the link, hit that subscribe button. 
Make sure you hit the bell so that you know when Blake posts an episode. But if you wanted to leave people with one one lesson from today, one thing, what what do you want that lesson to be? I come at everything with a a blank perspective, but an, a completely open mind, and then you'll you'll really start making the most of everything. Short and sweet. I like that. I like coming at things from a blank perspective too, because even if you come with a perspective of learning or anything, like you're you're tainting it a little bit, but if you come blank, like you're unbiased, that's when you'll be able to grasp grasp things. And that's hard. That's a hard place to get to. Um, because obviously we all have biases about something. So Blake, here's some, let's go with a little bit of fun. So, you know, flow, um, for those who don't remember Derek Florence, Moonman flow on the podcast, a few podcasts ago, we talked about ADHD and a lot of different stuff as a coach, how sometimes how abstract does his training get? Because I think we're all wondering this, uh, just how much is it? What are we doing? And then at the end, you're like, this was amazing. <laughs> Man, his his coaching style is very, very different. Like, you never know. Like, every day that you walk in with flow in the building, it's like you never you never know what we're about to do. Like, we'll go through, like, the regular workouts. And then towards the end, it's like, okay, now it's flow time. But, like, you never know what he's going to do. Sometimes it's running. Sometimes it's, like, doing weird yoga stuff that we've never done before. <laughs> sometimes it's listening to, like, jazz music in the middle of practice. Like, very, just, it's very different stuff. And I think that's really good for, like, exposing us to, like, new things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but he's very, like, in tapped with what's up here. With all of his players, which is a great thing. And, um usually with with whatever flow does at the end of practice there's like some communications involved and like a lesson to be learned and um with, with whatever it, it'll be like we'll do something completely random and then he's like do you all know why we did this and we're like i don't know <laughs> i don't know and he'll he'll go up and, and start talking about like all of these things but it's like you really get to like take all that in because i mean as you're sitting down and decompressing at the end of practice after you just ran like 2000 yards (laughs) it's like you know oh okay i see i see why we're doing this now like that made sense and uh once again coming with to every practice with a completely open mind and just blank perspective instead of like oh man we gotta we're probably gonna run 2000 yards again like oh god (laughs) it's like (laughs) what's flow got in mind i'm ready (laughs) yeah keep you on your toes a little bit yeah does he do that because uh the chaos, like in game? Help you prepare for the chaos? You don't know? Because that's what I would look at it as. Like, yeah, everybody has a game plan until you get punched in the gut. And then it's like, okay, think, now what are you gonna do? For me, I think uh well unless again, I think it's different for everybody how they they come about it. But for me, I think it's like he just wants people to to be better people, mm-hmm. whether that's on or off the field, and be healthy mentally and physically on and off the field. So a lot of what we do with like the more personal flow instead of like coach flow, the more personal flow is like, you know, lessons about life, just like life in general, like what's, 
what's going on in life. How, how is, how is life treating you type thing? And it's not like, a um, this is not a hundred percent about the game because this is still real life, but we're going to tackle two, two birds with one stone type thing. I think that a lot of coaches lose that perspective. Like sports can prepare you for life as much as they're preparing you for sports. And it's not about the game, especially at that level, right? It's not about the game. It's about getting you prepared for the unpredictability of life. Because you could, once again, you could have a game plan. But as soon as you get punched in the gut, all that goes out the window. So what are you going to do when the chaos happens? Because everybody's life has a little bit of chaos. And how do you respond? Um, all right, here's another one for you. What's your favorite food? Is it that cheeseburger with that slice of uh, craft American cheese oh on top? And this craft craft cheese is so gross, man. Um, shoot, your food. I, I think I'm just gonna have to default here, not really think into it. Uh, probably steak. <laughs> steak, okay. Steak. What's your favorite cut? Do you have oh, a favorite cut? Um, probably sirloin. Sirloin. Or, yeah, sirloin. Okay. <clears throat> so. We got the Better Life podcast. You know, you're a high school kid going through going through life. What do you where do you find free time? What I don't. Is your, your <laughs> I don't. I don't I don't find free time. It comes to me. It's like I don't, when if I have free time, then I have free time, but like it's, you know, go to school, do homework, have practice every day after school and then podcast and it's like if I happen to just have like a day, a couple hours of free time, then it's like, cool. Like that's, that's, that's fine. But I mean, usually my free time is podcast or my free time is practicing or working out or going yeah. to the gym or something to be able to better me. If not, it's like I'm sleeping or I'm eating. <laughs> like there's not, there's not really a lot of free time. And that's something that you got to sacrifice if you want to get to where you want to get to, like with goals and life and everything. It's like, sometimes you're not always going to have what you want to be able to do but there's things that you have to be able to do. And then later you can do what you want to do because you've already done all the things that you needed to do to get there. Yeah. That is, there's a lot of truth in that, but just don't look back as a 40 year old wondering what you did in your twenties and thirties. <laughs> so <laughs> there's a, there's a part where you got to live in the present too, but you got time, you got time. So there's a, there's a, it's like a saying, I think, I don't know if it's a saying, but if it, if it isn't, then I'm making it one. Um, dang, I forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me think. It was like, shoot, I don't forgot it. I don't even know. <laughs> um, yeah, I have no clue. I completely right. forgot it. Went brain dead. I hate when that happens, man. I have, listen, it's happened to me so much in the past three weeks that it's like, do I even have thoughts going on up here? Or is it just, <laughs> it's all forgets. So, as we're winding down, like, one thing I want to say is, you know, you are, like, you are on a path that is incredible. And what you are doing is going to help people, right? And... Putting other people first, like that's that's incredible, especially at such a young age to understand and have the compassion and come with 
trying to learn. And that is, yeah, that's amazing. And, you know, I'm proud of you for that. And to just keep continuing to do what you want to do because the podcast is part of what you want to do, right? So doing what you want to do goes a long way with uh, looking back and not wondering what you did, did right? So, right. yeah, that's keep on this journey. Keep coming with compassion and an open mind. And, yeah, you'll be you're well on your way. So that's the hope. This has been the Untapped Keg Podcast, podcast where we explore different perspectives in sobriety and mental health so that hopefully you can take something and implement it into your own life. RJ Zimmerman. You can find us on all podcast platforms as Untapped Keg. You can look us up on social media, Untapped Keg everywhere. If you go to our website, untappedkeg.com, links in the bio, uh, you'll be able to see what we have going on. Soon, we will have more merchandise up. We'll have, uh, we have a lot com- coming up in store for you, and it's going to come up quick. So check into those social medias, Untapped Keg. Um, I think you're going to be really excited when you when I announce what we have coming up soon. And uh, there's going to be some changes, but they're going to be positive. And I think they're going to be fun. And I want to bring the fun back. I want to bring the fun back to mental wellness, right? Mental health. I want to bring the fun back to sobriety because that's the thing with sobriety. You're not ending your life. You're beginning it. You are removing a barrier from your life that you thought you needed to live. Instead, you're just going to live. And that's a hell of a feeling. So let's try to be better tomorrow than we were today. Because if we don't make it, at least we tried. Have a great week, everybody. I love you. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.